You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week, Justin Davis, Scoop, Marty Sleevitz, Jared Petty. I'm not Sam. We've got a great show for you this week. We've got to talk about the new games coming out in June. Mm-hmm. It's June. Now, oh dang! I gotta pay rent. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> oh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so real. Yeah. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite video game controllers of all time. Mm. But first, ooh. E3 <gasps> is still coming. I know we've been talking about it for weeks, but it's Yay! not over yet. It's still. In, in our future. I think I said last week it's equal parts excitement and dread. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely leaning more towards the dread side yeah. <laughs> the oh. more time that passes. Still well, full of enthusiasm and excitement. No, it's a very, very exciting time of year, but it's also, we, I never, ever work harder. Today, we're going to talk about VR Ooh. and how VR will be featured at E3 this Ooh. year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So there's three big VR platforms right now, right? Oculus, Vive, and PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two of them, two of the three, 66% of them are already out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That yeah. took a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how to We're, math. Yeah, we don't. No, you got it. You got okay. there. Uh, so I wonder if PlayStation VR, maybe that's a good place to start. Yeah. That's probably the most exciting VR uh, uh, I mean, hardware that, at E3 this That's year. the one we're hoping to get answers for. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, so we know, we already know price, and we know October yes. release window. And it's that price that makes it so exciting for me. This, this is, I think, kind of the, the original Game Boy of VR. This is the one that they're pricing in a place with, like, you know what? You already got the PlayStation. You don't have to buy a big, fancy, expensive computer. You just plug it in, and off you go, and you're vr in. And that's what's exciting about it for me. It's going to be Why? the, the, the no. good enough VR system. What's that? I just didn't know what that voice was. Oh, that, I... I that's his, very folksy PlayStation VR I'm very voice. folksy I've been feeling folksy today. Yeah. I have been feeling folksy. Is it the shirt? Huh? Is this old shirt? It's my 15-year-old shirt. Um, so my what, shirt. what is that price, if anybody doesn't uh, $3.99. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. great. Yep. You know, I would never guess that, that shirt is 15 years old. I've taken good care of it. Looks not a day over three years old. I've taken better care of the shirt than I have of my body. <laughs> uh, to me, the, the most exciting thing about PSVR is uh, maybe seeing what some of the first-party Sony studios are working on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like, I want to see if uh, folks like Naughty Dog and folks like Sony Santa Monica or uh, Media Molecule if they are, or Sony Japan Studios, if they have projects that are specifically made for PSVR or what sort of experiences could exist inside uh, known Sony franchises like uh, Uncharted or yeah. Infamous yep. or Rat. It. Um, and I'm hoping we see some of that at the conference. Yeah, I mean, I love, I think we're just going to get this really interesting mix of, uh, hey, here's a traditional sort of standard game, or here's like a plussed up VR version of it. Here's something that you can only play on mm-hmm. VR. 
here's, you know, it's not Uncharted 4 in VR, but sort of a very cool, interactive Uncharted experience. I think we're going to get things that sort of run the gamut uh, there, and I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Do you guys think this is where we're going to see that, that Super Mario Brothers of VR, that game that just makes us have to have this, have to try it? Is this going to be the show we see? Mario doesn't think so. No, I don't think we're going to see that for a couple of years, okay. to be honest. Um, I think there's a lot of cool things we've seen yeah. so far across all three uh, VR platforms, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know if we're, we're, I don't know if we're ever going to see something that is the Super Mario Brothers of something ever again. Really? You don't think so? No. That's oh sad. man. Yeah. I, I think that's coming again. I, I, I think sooner or later somebody's going to. So there's always those people that just clock us in the side of the head and surprise us with things we never imagined. Ma it's, huh? Mar Mario is coming. Mario is coming, <gasps> as they say. Dun, 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 Mario dun, dun, is coming dun, dun, to PlayStation VR. You heard it here first. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Sony has a big press conference mm -hmm. that Monday of E3, caps off that Monday. How much of Sony's conference do you think they'll dedicate to VR? 25 minutes. Can in, we actually in make it? In, 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 in a 90 minute show. Can this be a pizza bet? Yeah, what the winner, the loser buys pizza? I don't know, man. However, okay. <laughs> however these things work. I just know, I, I want to know what kind of deal <laughs> I'm getting into here. Yeah, the, the whoever, well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, whoever is the farthest off has to buy pizza. For oh, the okay. Else. Like a slice? For the other three, yeah, you have to buy one pizza for the for the four of us to eat. Okay, is everyone okay. on board with this? Yeah, yeah. and it's not like the the actual pricing. It's not like the showcase showed or pricing game. Where no, you, like, no, it's, it's over. It's fine. Yeah, okay. okay. Twenty five minutes. Twenty five minutes. Their show's usually ninety minutes. Yeah, right? usually ninety minutes. Uh, I, I think less than that. I think fifteen. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna say. Uh, 26 minutes. Okay. Then I'm gonna, you are just the worst. Then I'm just going to go 20. 20 minutes. I just, okay. got, I just got I just got petted. <laughs> so the viewers, listeners will keep us honest going, it goes 17, 20, 25, Wait, 26. 15. Oh, sorry. There's also, there's and only. Then I guess 17. <laughs> there's only two and a half minutes where I win now. Yeah. <laughs> Marty guesses 15, I guess 20, Justin guesses 25, Jerry guesses 26. Yeah, now that's a risk though, because if it turns out to be anything other, I'm going to end up, no, uh, if, if it's it, below 26, I have to buy pizza now. Yeah, but if yeah. yours is the least risk, because if it's if half their conference is VR, then you win. Yeah, that would so, Okay, so what if they demo a game, yeah. and there's also a VR version of that game? Mm -hmm. Is that, are we just counting? Total. That? We're talking about total minutes, not all in one. You know what's incredible games. about this? Damon can't lose. Can't lose. Why? Because he gets. I feel like the only the only people who can lose are Jared or I for being on the outsides <laughs> because we said who's the closest. <laughs> I just realized that. That there's a very if it's above twenty six, I lose. If it's below fifteen, Jared loses. Yeah, mm. it's only if it falls. There's no way to arrange the middle. Yeah, there's some game theory here that yeah. we definitely didn't consider <laughs> before we started. I walked right into but, my trap. Now we know where the price is right. Here's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be blam. Here's a new game. Uh, it's coming to PS4, you know, and Neo and PSVR. Blam. Here's a new game. It's coming to PS4. It's coming to Neo and PSVR. And I think that's just going to be. I think that's how they're going to cap off almost all of their games. Is they're going to have lined up. You know, two to three versions of all of them. That's that's my expectation. Do you think some face uh, or some uh, GameScoop viewer will prepare a supercut of every second of the show where they're talking about VR? God bless them if they do. All right. Uh, do we think we'll get a release date, an actual yes yeah. date that they'll put? Uh, yeah. In, yeah. In October. Yes. Mm, I think it'll be. Good. I think it'll be the first Tuesday in October. Now, we're, we keep hearing that VR is supposed to be closely tied to PlayStation Neo. Mm -hmm. Are you right? It's supposed to provide some of that extra power <laughs> yep. to really amp up your VR yeah. experience. So, yeah. So, I mean, in theory, Sony could be talking about hardware and tech a lot during mm -hmm. their conference. Um, maybe up to twenty-five minutes. Maybe up to twenty-five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. So, surely not more. Um, yeah. Sort of. Some of the things we heard since PSVR needs this external box that it comes with in order to be powered. In order, to, it's like extra processing power. Uh, so we sort of heard that Neo would have that incorporated internally, which might make. Uh, PlayStation VR cheaper if you had a Neo down the road. Yeah, or uh, if you're someone that um, you know hasn't, for whatever reason, hasn't jumped into next gen yet. You know, now there's like a perfect opportunity where you have this VR ready box. Um, you get the extra horsepower if that's all you care about. But if you are interested in VR, you're also sort of future proofed in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think they'll do a discount bundle with the two together? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What do you What do you think they'll price that at? No one knows. No, I don't know. I mean, I think I, like it's hard, it's really hard to speculate because I don't know how much I don't know enough about the cost yeah. of PSVR to break down what's the head, you know, what's the screen and the mm -hmm. headset, and then what's you know in that box. Like right. I don't know. Yeah, I think we'll see more of a Star Wars Battlefront for PlayStation VR. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be coming out this year, or whatever that experience, experience is. Battlefront yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I think maybe we'll see it at Celebration, mm, Star Wars Celebration in July. Battlefront is a third person game, right? Uh, it could be either. Oh, okay. You could toggle third oh, and first person. Um, yeah, when they say experience, I'm pretty sure, I, I don't think it's going to be, here's the full game in VR. I think mm -hmm. it might be like, here's a cool tour of the various planets in VR. I mean, even if that was all it is, like that's a that's little, pretty cool. the, yeah, it's it's crazy cool. Um, it's a little disappointing just because Battlefront's you know, such a crazy awesome game, but the environments in that game, like indoor, it's the best indoor I've ever yeah. seen, you mm -hmm. know, outside of the films. And same with all the environments in that game crafted with such loving detail. To be able to wander around them peacefully in VR would be Or great. like put yourself in the cockpit of any ship or like an yeah. AT-AT or the Millennium Falcon or an X-Wing. Like, yeah, really cool. maybe, maybe that kind of a tech demo. Maybe simply a dogfighting, uh, low atmospheric <laughs> thing. You know, that could be fun. Dogs. I don't think we've ever seen a dog in the Star Wars universe. Uh, space dog? A lot of aliens, but not dogs. Yeah, weird. I don't remember a space dog, but I'll bet you somewhere in that like awful Marvel Comics run back years mm. ago there was a dog. There has to be one of those. Dagobah somewhere. just has regular-ass snakes. Dagobah. Dog yeah, Dagobah. There we go. <laughs> uh, will they reveal No Man's Sky VR? Nomansky VR. Nomansky VR. Well, it got delayed two months, so that would put it closer to uh, yeah, its August release. To August. Is now closer to uh, PSVR. Uh, I still think that eventually we're going to get that. I think maybe they're going to be radio. I don't know. That that would be a good way to because they got a lot of backlash for delaying it two months. Mm -hmm. So maybe that would be a good way to earn some favor back. Is like part of the delay is because we wanted to get this VR tech ready. That makes sense to me. My, I mean, I, this is based on nothing, but my guess is no. Yeah, I think I think No Man's Sky is being made by a pretty small team, you know, a new yeah, developer that's, that's really, really working just, hard to get there. Yeah, just they've probably been driven close to the edge of yeah, yeah just trying to yeah. finish this yeah. regular. Yeah. But I also wonder if grafting VR onto something like that that isn't something you could farm out to a third-party studio yeah. and have them do that piece Maybe. of it as well. I mean, I, I, there's also just no like just wait, like they can patch in VR when VR yeah. comes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when that game is out in August, PlayStation VR won't be out yet. And they probably don't want to like have people saying, "Well, I'll just wait for the VR version yeah. if it's already been announced." Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe they will simply announce. And by the way, for every copy you buy, the, it'll also eventually be VR. Yeah. No, that's that, that makes the most that's sense true. to me. It's it was just a free thing. Yeah. yeah, just say, "Hey, by the way, if you buy this now, like, when PlayStation VR comes out, you're going to be able to use it." They're going to be able to say, "Say, No Man's Sky will be out this summer, and I have a VR-y good reason for you to yeah. buy the game." <laughs> You heard it here first. You're on fire today. <laughs> and then he just walks off stage and everyone's like, what? Did he just like stutter? Like, what just happened? <laughs> uh, all right, moving on to Oculus then. Mm -hmm. Oculus has been confirmed for E3. They usually have a big booth mm -hmm. on the show floor. Oculus is out now. They're still trying to like sh ship all the uh, units that have been purchased. So like, yeah. what, what, what do you think Oculus needs to do next? I mean, they have to make a big like, splash, I yeah. think. Uh, and again, I don't, you know, it's not like I'm crazy plugged into the VR space. My sense as someone that, you know, dips into the news a couple times a week is that Vive has been a more viable competitor than Oculus expected. That's mm. the sense that I get, is that, you know, it's a great VR product. A lot of people think it's a better VR product um, in a lot of ways, although, you know, there are costs and other considerations there. Um, and so I think Oculus needs to, uh, they really need to sort of paint their picture for, you know, what's next and why, if you can only get one VR platform, why it should be their platform? Yeah, yeah I think they need a, they need some kind of software tie-in. The fact is, is that Sony's got their library of games to pull on, yeah. and and Vive's got you know of course uh, they, they've got studios on their side uh, well, now. Can, Steam exactly and the Valve. fact that they're integrated with Valve, the fact that a Valve demo you know comes yeah. with with the Vive, Oculus needs something like that. Yeah, I I, I expect to see. Uh, Oculus pop up in the name spoken a lot at the third party cons at the third party uh, hmm. presentations at stuff like EA yeah. and Ubisoft and maybe even Bethesda. Uh, I also think it'll be a part of the Microsoft presentation. Microsoft's been uh, closely aligned with Oculus uh, on the PC front, and then recent rumors of uh, the Xbox Scorpio coming uh, as sort of an Xbox One that's that's yeah. more powerful coming next year that might be able to support Oculus. Yeah, similar uh, to PlayStation Neo. Yeah, and totally. PlayStation VR. Yeah. So that would, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, Microsoft sort of draw the line in the sand and say, like, hey, the, the whether you're gaming on a PC or whether you have an Xbox 1.5 or whatever, uh, Oculus is going to be the VR of choice there. There's yeah. also lending credence to that is the official E3 website. There's a certain amount of developers. Uh, they're listed as developing for the platform Xbox Virtual Reality. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. unless that's just a typo. 
Yeah. Then well, there are multiple well, developers working on something for Xbox virtual reality. Well, yeah. then you have the, the HoloLens connection there, too, though. Because the other question is, if Microsoft's going full holographic, does it make sense for the... You know, Oculus might be a way to hedge their bet, might be a way to, to make sure that they remain competitive without risking too much. But they do seem very invested in this idea of bringing Windows to a holographic environment, of yeah. kind of dominating mm -hmm. the holographic business space. And that's a place we don't talk about as much. But as cool as holographics are for games, they're going to try to sell holographic in boardrooms yeah. and corporations. I, I almost feel like HoloLens is more about non-gaming things than mm -hmm. it is about gaming applications, yeah. whereas I feel like VR would be more immersed in games. Yeah. They did show off HoloLens at E3 last year. Yeah, they, they had a Minecraft, the, uh, demo. Minecraft demo. Yeah, yeah. and then we a lot of us got to see a pretty cool Halo demo where you're sort of going through the, uh, the brig of a ship. Ships have brigs. They do, sure. yeah, bricks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's where you lock them people up. Yeah, that, that I don't think it was a brig. Yeah, a brig is where you a lock. Bulk? That's where you lock up the drunken sailors early nope. in the morning. Definitely wasn't where I was walking through. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Right. That's okay. <laughs> You'll get it next time. Well, <laughs> Oculus. Before we move on, Oculus, I think they still need that killer app. Yeah. yeah. They still are lacking that. There's killer a, app. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting sort of philosophical debate in the world of VR, which is: uh, is this a display? Like, you know, is it equivalent to a television or is it equivalent to a game console? And they yeah. kind of have one foot in both worlds, and uh, there's a reasonable case to be made for both. Um, but should it be walled off? Should there be Oculus games that only work on the Oculus, or should games just be VR games in the same way that games are TV games? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of torn, you know, I feel like, I think the open standard is definitely better for consumers, but maybe there won't be, you know, there won't be enough money in that business yeah. for it to make sense. I've uh, heard anecdotally a lot of uh, Oculus is heavily courting a lot of developers and publishers and trying mm -hmm. to get uh, some form of exclusivity, yeah. Yeah, even exactly. if it's timed exclusivity on uh, the Rift. I, I mean, I kind of consider that a bad thing. I mean, I don't kind of, that is a bad thing, um, but that also might be what this space needs to survive, you know, mm -hmm. why it makes sense for for Facebook to continue, you know, putting billions of dollars into, you know, a startup mm -hmm. like Oculus. So. I, I planned on buying a Rift when they came out, and then I got a chance to play with the Vive, and with Vive came that little Valve demo of the, yeah. uh, in this case, a kind of a bullet hell shooter game. And yeah. It's a, a simple demo, but but a wonderful proof of concept. And I walked out of that going, if that were a full game, I would be tempted to just go with this thing mm -hmm. if it's the only place I could get it. And it really changed how I thought about the whole VR space, just yeah. like here. I mean, I think for a long, out. long time, VR was Oculus. Yeah. And for a long time, I mean, a few years, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, like, this crazy thing happened where the PSVR is cheaper and has more gaming chops behind it. And the Vive is probably, I mean, I don't think I'm going out on a limb or it's too controversial to say it's probably a better overall VR experience. Well, especially and so that puts Oculus in this strange place now. Yeah, especially as of right now, because Oculus Touch isn't out yet. Yeah. Oculus Touch is sort of going to uh, create a, a more, you know, honest form of parity between uh, yeah. Vive and Oculus. And yeah, I mean, yeah. by the end of the year, like I'd be willing to bet that even though they've had a six-month lead on it, PSVR will be the best-selling, even if it's only out for a month and a half, two months, it'll be the best-selling VR headset just yeah. because of the, mm -hmm. by then, 50, 60 million install base of the PS4. Yeah. Price and price, 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 mm -hmm. price, price. Mm -hmm. So important for this kind of thing. That said, that, that Facebook money, though, uh, yeah. When it comes yeah. to Oculus, yeah. I mean, a great man once said, "That's Facebook, Facebook money, money dough." dough. I name? believe that was former community manager Chris Abbott. Oh, I thought uh, it was that boy. <laughs>
people aren't going to E3. They're not going to E3, but still, they're going to be. There's going to be all kinds of other news about other games they could be playing coming out around the same time, and maybe that's drowning it out a little bit. But I think Mirror's Edge Catalyst looks neat. I, I do too. It looks great. I think Mirror's Edge is groovy, and I think Catalyst looks fun. I mean, people kind of forget Mirror's Edge was like a flop, man. Like that game came out and nobody cared. Like yeah. you know, the well, we cared, and like the kids on Geogaff cared, yeah, but like the a, world didn't yeah. care. A cult following. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So it's almost like a. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing that we ended up getting a yeah. sequel or prequel, whatever the hell Catalyst yeah, is. But, I agree uh, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Like, it had a much uh, higher profile, like unveiling, right? It's been a yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. might be one of those victims, like Battleborn and Evolve, of sort of a death by a thousand cuts. Of uh, it got delayed yep. a lot, and it's sort of we saw a lot of it, and there were demos and mm. betas, and it was on stage at various conferences, and it was almost like beta for a single player game. It's weird. Yeah, right. Yeah. They that used to just be called a demo. Yeah, yeah, it did. Makes you think. Uh, this it? game is not. Forgive me. Is this game an Xbox exclusive? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. Yeah, PS4. And Sometimes I, that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. There isn't much. You might be. I think it was unveiled at the Xbox conference. I think so. And I remember at PAX it was on. It was at ETH or Microsoft's booth. They, yeah, they're, I think they're just like, like, These they games pair up with a console yeah. for their marketing, and then it can be sometimes hard so, to sort I mean, out. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's why. Because. Yeah. The install base for PS4 is just so much larger. Mm -hmm. I'm just scared to death bad timing is going to kill this one, mm -hmm. and that's going to be the game you pick up in the discount bin for 40 bucks a couple of months from now and enjoy very much. But. Yeah. Uh, that same day as Odin Sphere Left Riser. Woohoo! Man, Odin Sphere is so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's yeah. like it's one of those games where if someone's like, "Hey, name a game that you're interested in playing again," that wouldn't have even have been on my radar. But now that it's coming out, I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. That, and Megan Sullivan reviewed it, said that it cleans up what problems did exist in the original. Apparently, it's beautiful on PS4, and strangely, even more beautiful on Vita. Perfect. Uh, she says, just a fantastic Vita game. Yeah, that OLED screen. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah I, I cannot wait because I, I thought Odin Spear was groovy the first time yeah. around. Yeah. It's such an interesting, unique concept in terms of just the way the game unfolds and yep. mechanics and the battle circle things. Yep, that yeah. game's also long as hell. Like It, it's, it keeps going longer than you think. Yeah, that's in, like, a, a that's good a, way. That's like, awesome beat again, actually. It was the Princess Crown sequel we never knew we needed. But it totally looks like a Damie game, but I did not play it first time around. I oh, think I man, just, you're going to love it. Yeah, you're I like didn't have a PS3 at the time, so yeah. It's coming out for PS4, PS3, and Vita now. Do you play Muramasa, Damon? Uh, I did play that one on Wii. Wii, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and that also that same day next week, SteamWorld Heist HD comes to PS4 and Vita. Good. And I'm stoked for that because SteamWorld Dig was awesome. SteamWorld Heist is super cool. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and SteamWorld Heist is a turn-based game set in the same world, mm -hmm. but uh, it was on 3DS, and I just never got around to playing that version. Yeah. So. I think it's either, do you don't have Steam listed on there? Is it not already out on Steam? I don't know. I have a, anyway. Okay. If, it, if it's yeah. not already out on Steam, it's going to be Steam yeah. too. Then uh, June 10th is Kirby Planet Robobot. Yay! Coming to 3DS. New yeah. Kirby game. I like Kirby games. It's supposed to be pretty good. You look yeah. a little bit like Kirby. I kind of do look a little bit like Kirby, especially today. <laughs> yeah, bigger. I was Kirby for Halloween one year. That's great. I built a giant big old Kirby suit. It was fun. Yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah, Kirby, is, uh, Kirby games are generally good. There's a few lousy ones in the mix, but most of them are solid at, at worst and really good at best. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Brendan Graber played this, liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Please, everyone, sign my change.org petition for Kirby's Dream Course 2. Yeah. Oh, that game's good. Well, the original. Yeah. 2 doesn't exist. I, I just know, made but, it up. But the original's real, real good. Yeah. Yeah. June 21st is Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Well, that trailer. But it's very interesting. Yeah, the trailer was awful. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of excitement when this game first launched on oh, yeah. Kickstarter, and then it's just been sort of a long, slow decline, I think, in hype. Yeah. Too many delays, and then just just the tone deafness of the trailer. I don't get it. I, I, yeah. I It was deflating, and I shouldn't allow 90 seconds of video to take away my excitement for what looks like a pretty good game. I mean, the trailer, uh, that's the irony, is that the game looked great in the trailer, but yeah. it was just so awful. The narration was so awful, and writing was so awful. I kind of can't believe it. Yeah, you just watch crazy. it, and you can't believe it. It's pretty yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. But I'm very interested to see how that game finally turned out. Yeah. yeah. After all the delays, after all the time. It's probably great. Yeah. I don't know. Looks like a fun, fun game. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I mean, if they just made uh, a new Mega Man game. Yeah. They did. It, it looks like they made Mega Man with uh, with speedrunning culture in mind. That's, yeah. that's what I see there. I see Mega Man with, with built in speedrunning stuff. Yeah. Like, that's. Well, 
uh, fittingly, since Mega Mighty Number no. Nine is spiritually a Capcom game, Capcom has Umbrella Corp coming out oh, uh, that no Sunday, June twenty first. And you say no thanks. Mm -hmm. Marty Sleva says no thank and I'm you. A giant Resident Evil fan. Oh wait, I thought this was a Mary Poppins game. This is the Resident Evil one. Okay. Nah, that was an umbrella. That was umbrella humor. There we are. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Resident Evil fan. Resident Evil remake, Resident Evil two, Resident Evil four are are some of my favorite games of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, this is just a. This is like a. Team-based shooter, third-person shooter. Is it not like a mercenary mode, like just a just but it's multiplayer mode with multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, and there's like AI zombies running around the map. I think, uh, literally, for the next six months, I think people are only going to be playing Overwatch, and well, <laughs> no other multiplayer shooter should probably I, just exist. I do admit that I doubt anybody was asking for this game. Yeah. I also, I, it's sad to say, a decade ago, I would have really trusted Capcom to do this game right, mm -hmm. but like they're just kind of their output's kind of shaky now, and I just, I just I don't like. I don't, I don't. Like maybe it'll turn out to be great, but I don't think that that's nearly as uh, assured of a thing as it would have been, you know, with old Capcom. Yeah. I have a feeling there've been some rumors of maybe a of us seeing what the future of Resident Evil is at E3, yeah. whether it's a Resident Evil Seven or whether it's like a full-on franchise reboot. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that we see something that looks amazing and that I could just think about that and. As long as it's got more Albert Wesker, because everyone wants to know what he's <laughs> up to. <laughs> Resident Evil colon, this whatever, time it's good. Whatever happened to Wesker? To Wesker. You know what we won't be playing on June 21st is No Man's Sky. Ah, oh, I'm so sad about it, but also happy because it's not done and don't release things when they're not done. But I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to play that game. I know. I I don't. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. I ain't worried if there's not a game in there. I just want to travel around planets and see dinosaurs. So I, I'll seriously be okay if that's all yeah. it is. And I want to name them after Panguses. Yeah, yeah. just the one yeah. Pangus, really. No, there's a bunch of names. You can yeah. name one of Schwantz. <laughs> Minecraft. Dennis. Is, <laughs> Minecraft in space that just goes on forever. That's 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 just perfect. Yeah, but it's that's, not Minecraft in space. That's that's what I want. Anyway, June twenty eighth is Lego Star Wars Force Awakens. I am yeah. super excited for Me this. Too. Should be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, we premiered a bunch of footage for IGN first earlier on in May, and the game looks super gorgeous. It's going to tell a bunch of canonical stories. Like yeah. we're going to find yeah. out how three PO got his red arm oh, in this game. Well, we know that from the comics. That's all, that, yeah, that was yeah, in the but comics. most of us are illiterate. Spoilers: He got it from that bad, bad robot. Well, thanks. That yeah, was a production no company joke. Yeah, I do what it was. I know. Yeah. Uh, and finally, on June twentieth, I think uh, Prison Architect comes to consoles. Mm. Oh yeah, man! I thought that would be a Justin game because I love you know Dwarf Fortress and you know you know all those kinds of games. I loved uh, Banished and all these sim top-down uh, games where you where you sort of tell people what to do, then they scurry off and do it. But I couldn't get into Prison Architect. Mm. Yeah, it looks cool. It was a little too. Um, it wasn't really the game. I feel like it was more my fault than the game's fault. It was a little too. It's, it's not, not you. It's me. It wasn't sandboxy enough. It was a little too puzzly in terms of like how you escape from your prison cell. And stuff mm. like that. that doesn't sound as fun as, as commanding people. Yeah. You still do that. But you're not thinking of the escapists, are you? I might be thinking of the escape. Maybe you're thinking yeah. of the oh, prison, prison architect. architect. Yeah. Oh, you don't escape. You are the one in prison architect. You are the one who knocks. No, I, I played prison architect. I there's a series of let's plays of me and Greg playing prison architect on PC. Yeah, no, I was literally thinking of the escapist. I've uh, never played this. Is, you is just saved me from uh, well significant. No, I exposed you. <laughs> I mean, I just I got the names wrong. Yeah, no, I love prison architect. Totally a Justin game. Yeah. No, so yeah, you, prison architect is yeah, great. It is. A, it is like a, it's you build your own prison and it's set up just like Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. Oh, well, there. That's also great. you're a big yeah. fan of the American penal system as well. Yeah. Who's not? Well, half of Scoop. <laughs> half of Scoop. Not a fan of prison. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. <laughs> Thank Listeners. you. Remember, I'm you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com. Just like Chris from Chicago. <gasps> hey, Chris. Chris from Chicago says, Hey, Damon and Scoop Crew. Thanks for the hours of fun podcasts. I had a lot of post-surgery downtime recently, and the catalog of GameScoop episodes has kept me entertained. Oh, that's cool. He's not revealed what his surgery was. What do you think it was? Do you think he was lobotomized? No, I think he had to get a new butt because his last one was cracked. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had two buttholes. You know, butt surgery has come a long way in recent years. Yeah, that's true, especially Chicago. Usually outpatient surgery. The hospital from ER does a lot of butt surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what Grey's Anatomy is about? Chicago Hall anyway. Surgery. 
Chris from Chicago says, what are your favorite controllers of all time? Ooh. And do you think there is a game that exemplifies your choice by having a great control scheme? I have always been a big DualShock fan, but the Xbox One controller may be my pick. Its size and fit is comfortable in my hands. The sticks give greater control than 360 did, and I slightly prefer the trigger and bumper configuration to an R1 and R2. Oh, there's a lot of great controllers. Yeah, that's the a good ja question. The Japanese let's, Saturn controller is really good. But before we try to just pick one, let's 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 go through them over time. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I did not know that the Atari 2600 joystick was bad. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fine. The NES controller was, I think we can all assume, awesome. Yeah. yeah. But again, we didn't know any better. Yes. It's like this just this just works. Yeah. Great. That crosspad, really man. Oh, crosspad was really good. Yeah. Buttons felt really. But I do good. remember having a little hard hard time when the Genesis introduced a third face button, and I was like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> I think I think the Genesis controller is a little chunky, a little yeah. too chunky for my taste. It's bigger. Yeah. It's I remember I remember it being very light. Hmm. It's too light. Yeah. You want to have yeah. a little heft. Yeah, it's really funny because really it's light. bigger, but it seems hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is exactly. Hollow. That's how yeah. it feels. And then Super Nintendo added a lot more buttons. Yes. Yep. Yeah, all of the, all buttons, those two shoulder buttons. The, the shoulder buttons are in a slightly awkward spot on I the agree Super with Nintendo that. They, controller. They're, they're slightly on top of it in a way that I. Yeah. I have done all of my Super Nintendo gaming. Still have the console I got in '91 or whatever with a third-party controller, and it has these like auto flickers at the top. It's like sort of bulbous, but that's what I associate hundreds. Thousands of hours of playing of Earthbound and, and Mario RPG. Had a stand, like a standard we had, that was just our Player Two controller. Oh, okay. Now, while we're still back in the past, did any of you guys ever fool with like an Intellivision controller? That's very con confusing. That is extreme. It's so four, like a, four buttons on the side, yeah. twelve buttons on the front, and then a it's disc like a phone dial that you press it. around, and and the disc can go. It's it can go like forty some different directions. Yeah, the little slidey disc. Yeah, like on a, a like on a PSP or yeah, it's a really weird thing. Well, somewhere between that and the knob on a Coleco controller, yeah. that is a weird controller. But it did have those cool overlays that you could use for the buttons. Mm -hmm. so you know what they all did. The first PlayStation controller was pretty much the copy of the Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a little more. It didn't have analog sticks. Yeah, no absolutely. And then the Nintendo 64 controller was pretty I, different, but it was two thirds fine. And then that whole left hand portion was sort of just yeah. not necessary. It was like it was made for Mario 64. Yeah, yeah. I mean the trigger was really good. It did a lot of smart stuff. They figured out yeah. things about analog the Z, sticks. The trigger ended up feeling great for Goldeneye yeah. and Perfect Dark. Yeah. But to steal at Bettenhausism, the secret best controller of that generation was the Saturn controller, not the American one, but the one that came out in Japan. Mm. That is, that controller is gold. Six face buttons, two shoulder buttons, perfect pad, feels just awesome in your hands. Exactly yeah. the right size, uh, easily the best controller of that decade. Well, well, even better than you think the dual, the first I mean, DualShock. That's what I think oh, yeah. is like everything. I don't, I don't like. I didn't like the DualShock. I never oh, really? liked it. Yeah. I, no, I, I didn't. changed everything. Yeah, no, I could, like, I didn't I could like, never go back. I thought the I thought the two analog sticks were positioned poorly. It doesn't fit your fingers to have them both down here. It's much the Xbox layout smarter having them well, you know, off center that way. And um, I I can't believe that anybody would prefer them being convex. Concave, so your thumb yeah, can sit in I'm just thinking of the time. Off. I'm just thinking of the time. At sure. the time, it was, I thought it was great. I was saying, like, they stuck with a controller that I found inferior for almost 15 well, years. I do agree that by the time we got to, like, PlayStation 3, that controller was feeling yeah. mm -hmm. arcade. Weird. No, I'm, I'm still, I, 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 I think I'm one of the few people that I'd prefer the DualShock over any of the Xbox controllers. Mm, man, no. no. I like the DualShock more than the Xbox controller also, actually, but I've never wow. really liked the original Xbox controllers very much. But also, during that decade, uh, Microsoft Sidewinder Pro, best joystick ever yeah. made. Uh, it, it's odd that there's great controllers that all have like a fatal flaw. Like, you know, Marty aside, I think most people, like commonly, the Xbox controller yeah, is totally. considered better because the triggers are so good. First but, of all, the, yeah, triggers are great. But yeah. the face buttons are uncomfortable, the little jeweled mm -hmm. face buttons. Um, I just, I never, I'm like, dude, like and, how... And their first D-pad was famously terrible. Yeah. And the, and the oh, well, and, yeah. I mean, the, you had the Duke come out originally for the original Xbox. Oh, uh, if you got big hands, that's probably one of yeah. the best controllers ever made. Yeah. Although it still has, uh, I just, I don't know. I, so uh, one of the, the, probably the worst controller for one of my favorite consoles is the Dreamcast. And that's mm -hmm. almost solely because the cord comes out of the bottom. Yeah. And you have to yeah. loop it behind, and you have to connect yeah. it to a thing, and you put those VMUs that die all the time in there, and a little trash oh, I like, controller. We skipped over, I'm a huge fan yeah. of the GameCube controller. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually wasn't complete. I guess, I, what year did the GameCube come out? 2001? Yeah, mm -hmm. so it's like maybe my hands are still growing a little bit. Like it feels small in my hands now, but at the time, um, it was it was pretty it perfect. Like, like, except, I, like, I mean, yeah, I, I liked it too. I like the double action on the, yeah, on on the, the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Down and then click was well, great. 
The yeah. Z thing was weird though. They just I don't know. Yeah, the face buttons are a little. It's the, like there's a big A button, right? And yeah. then it's great. Three gray ones around. Awesome. You like that? Yeah. It works really well for me. And actually, I don't like the triggers on on Xbox controllers as well. I felt like the triggers on the GameCube did. I feel like it did what the DualShock was trying to do better, mm -hmm. and and also exceed is better than the Xbox yeah. in that because I think I think Xbox triggers still have slightly too much give. Like they, they go too far up. Yeah. Mm. Well, then what about the wave bird? So that's it's hard to. Oh, you know, oh it's awesome. man. <laughs> it was like once you had the wave bird, you're like, wait, we're never doing chords again, right? We're done with chords. Yeah. yeah, like this is this is it. We're not done with quite sadly. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, I do think uh, I think PS4. I think PS4 is probably the most perfect game controller we've had in a long time. They finally fixed the analog sticks. What about the Xbox One Elite controller? Uh, I actually nice. haven't played around. Oh, with that controller was yet. real nice. I yeah. think that might be have the edge. Yeah. yeah, my favorite. It's also crazy controller. expensive though, right? Yeah, but. Yeah. It, it's really great. The current generation Xbox controller in general, I like better than the than the 360 controller because it fixed the D-pad finally. How you yeah, screw up a D-pad? I'm well, not it's sure, because Nintendo are the only people that can make a cross D-pad in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, but Nintendo controller-wise has I think sort of been blown it from the Wii and then a lot of the peripheral controllers and yeah. then the Wii U. I don't like the the. Gamepad Pro or whatever. I mean, it's we did we did gloss yeah. over the Wii. I mean, it was just such a different, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it sold over 100 million consoles just off the strength of the tech and the controller itself. So mm -hmm. that can't be written off. And I actually really liked. It, it felt weird to getting used to the removing the uh, the nunchuck. Yeah, yeah. Like and not I mean, having mm -hmm. the hands have your hands together. Like I could just be. And it felt back. so yeah, good. Yeah, and like, like I always just, I always just associate that with Mario Galaxy, and Mario Galaxy yeah. Two. Yeah. And like it felt so good. Yep. Best way to play Resident Evil Four, I think, still is with mm -hmm. that combination. I, I I love having the, the having the the separated controllers in that. I think we can all agree it's the worst controller of all time, though. Mm. Mouse and keyboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, now, now you just, just, just burn. He's just kidding. He's just kidding. <laughs> just go burn. Like, I'm not kidding. I don't like everybody. What about an iPad? Yeah. No, it's, I love my iPad. Uh, I like well for touch, certain things. For certain things, yeah. if a game is built around it, but I don't, I'm never going to want to play like Mega Man on a touchscreen. Yeah. The argument that uh, I always used to troll people with when they'd say touchscreens weren't meant for gaming, games weren't meant to be designed with touchscreens. So I'm like, yeah, like a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> but that worked out all right. I do like I do like the PlayStation 4 controller a lot. That's really good. Much so, improved over the PS3. I think. Are we picking favorites? So favorite of all time? Yeah. I mean, we all seem to have a, a very a great fondness for the Wavebird. I do love the Wavebird. Yeah. But I think I think sentimentally, the Sidewinder Pro still wins it for me. Mm -hmm. I played so much on that thing. You had a little throttle right here on the side, and you could pivot the joystick. It just felt perfect. So if you're playing like Mech Warrior, like just turning the chassis sideways and still being able to steer, and then having the hat up here was just lovely. No, no joysticks ever felt that good. I think we can all agree that that third-party Super Nintendo controller, I can't remember the name of, is probably our favorite one. Yeah. 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 Our next email comes from Daniel Reason from Kent in the United Kingdom. <gasps> Oi! He says, hello, Damon, Justin, and the other guys. Yeah. The other guys. I've been a longtime viewer of the show. It is always one of the best parts of my week. As you know, with E3 quickly approaching, a lot of people have been talking about things they want to see, Red Dead Redemption 2 being a popular Ooh. choice. Mm -hmm. However, I personally did not enjoy the first Red Dead quite as much as my friends. Get out. I only played about 15% of the main story, so my question to you is, have there been any big or popular games that you personally have struggled to enjoy? Oh, man. Oh, if yeah. so, what? Yeah, all of them, dude. Like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, my gaming tastes, uh, I need to be in the right mood to enjoy something like The Witcher, for example. Like, a lot of the time I'm playing, you know, sort of stranger stuff like Prison Architect or, you know, Big Pharma on PC I played a lot of where you build your own pharmacy. And, like, I often start games like uh, Arkham or mm -hmm. Witcher or Tomb Raider uh, or Watch Dogs and just, I play through it a little and it's just, I don't know, they, they uh, feel samey a lot and I mm -hmm. often have a hard time getting through them. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, it's, I think it's easy to get open world fatigue. Yep. Um, I swing back and forth between big AAA stuff and experimental indie stuff. And if I play enough indie stuff, I'm like, this has a lot of cool ideas, but it's not meaty enough. They're all a little small. Mm -hmm. And now I want something that just has that polish and it's going to take me through you know, an adventure. Yeah, and, well, and then I, I go back and forth. So we all love video games. We all have like our favorite genres, yeah. and then there are just genres that don't interest us, right? So like, yeah. there's going to be a big game that comes out like Mortal Kombat X, but I'm just not really a fighting game guy. Yeah, right? so totally. It's kind of yeah. like not that's just not going to fall into my playlist. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm that way with a lot of racing games. Like I never mm -hmm. understood, really understood the appeal of stuff of super simmy games like uh, Gran Turismo or like Forza. Um, but I, I mean, I personally don't understand the appeal, but I sort of get why if you like those sort of things that yeah. you totally dig them. 
Francisco. Uh, Halo, definitely. Um, I'm with I, you on Halo. Yeah, I, I've never really understood pure monsters. I think that's. Uh, I don't think that's like a cool world. There's like nothing cool about that world or the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're well designed games. I mean, they're, 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 they're very. I mean, sorry, they're, like, right, same here. I, I don't find it compelling. I, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. I think the design in terms of of the the game the gunplay. Yes, it's wonderful. I'll, but, I'll, I'll briefly summarize every Halo game. Generic space marine shoots at some generic you know aliens, then some generic zombies show up. It's not, and there's not a giant parrot at the end. The Florida are not zombies. Um, and yeah. the aliens are generic. Oh, uh, you know, are, uh, God I don't think I have an interesting culture. God of War never bit me. Um, uh, Devil May Cry never got me. Hmm. Um, uh, and all y'all who talk about banjo, just I don't get it. You uh, are, <laughs> what is happening? I do love banjo. This is the sofa of sanity right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you love every game. I There's love no. no popular I mean, game I can't get into. I've never been able to get into Elder Scrolls or Fallout. Uh, I am playing Mass Effect for the first time this summer mm -hmm. after E3. Oh, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. Are you doing that for IGN or just for funsies? Uh, for funsies, but I'm going to probably do Let's Plays of it for various channels yeah. and sort of write about what it's like to revisit that game after ten years. Yeah. Or visit, I guess, that game for the first time. Yep. Um, I, I, maybe some of this is chalked up to being a relatively new dad. Uh, my kid just turned two, but last year I didn't. Fin I played every game and didn't beat any game. Yeah. I got about halfway through all the big AAA games, and then that was the t point I had my fill. Um, and now that I have a little bit more gaming time, she's a little bit older. Like I am getting through. I got through Uncharted very quickly. I guess that's a smaller game too. Yeah. But, uh, mm -hmm. Like I, I, my list of games I want to go back to is getting so big that mm -hmm. realistically I'm just never like we talked about this on Scoop last week or two weeks ago. I want to go back to Batman. I want to go back yeah. to Witcher. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to Fallout. Um, I've kind of been toying with getting a gaming PC, and that might be my excuse. Like I played those game on console, and maybe I'll just pick up like the PC Ultimate Edition or whatever mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. go through them again. Mm -hmm. I probably never, never do that. No, you definitely won't. <laughs> and I put Overwatch up here just because like it seems like everyone's playing Overwatch right now, Why except for me. I, I, uh, I, I'm not oh, playing it, it either. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I'm intrigued by it. I'm, I want to try oh, it. Dude, Overwatch is so good. So here's the epiphany that I had, Damon. Yeah. Okay. It took me 10 years to admit this, probably more, 15 years. Uh, I am ready to admit here to myself and to the world that I am not a great FPS player. Oh, I'm not at all. I'm terrible. But I'm just in, saying. In terms of like a competitive setting. Yeah. I was in denial. For years it was, well, I was playing the objective and everyone else was just trying to get kills. <laughs> but I was the only person trying to capture the hill. Hmm. Or it was, uh, I was calling out enemy positions for my teammates and I was helping even though I wasn't getting a lot of kills. And I had every excuse under the sun. And then I, I finally said, you know what? I know myself better now. And I'm ready to admit that I'm just not especially skilled at this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring it around. Okay, bring uh, it back. Overwatch is great because that's a game where high skill or low skill FPS players can uh, succeed and make meaningful contributions and not contribute in like a, oh, good job, like you're really <laughs> helping, but like truly you can contribute in meaningful ways even if you're not a super skilled FPS player. Like, mm -hmm. I play a character named Symmetra that gives all your teammates shields and puts up a teleporter so you can get back into the fight faster and puts up turrets that can kill people. And like, you don't need to aim at anybody. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and, that, and like a character like that can uh, really turn the game around for your team. And like, if you have one on your team, everyone is stronger for it. And like, I love playing her. I've played her for hours and hours even though you know I'm not lining up headshots, mm -hmm. and I get you know I get lots of kills and play the game, and um, Overwatch has uh, whatever you're like. If you want to snipe, if you want to set up turrets, if you want to heal, if you want to just have a shield that protects everybody, like you can do all that stuff with characters like Reinhardt and these other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm com that's that's the reason that me personally I'm completely enamored with it. Yes. That's really exciting. I, I cannot wait to play this. And like other games that like like uh, uh, Battleborn obviously is uh, you know another class based shooter and even Team Fortress, but none of them have that feel of Overwatch where uh, I don't feel like a lesser member of my team for picking you know a support class like that. Mm -hmm. Like they're so important to succeeding. Mm -hmm. I, I like suspect that at the end of the day when I'm sitting down to like to play my game, I, I just don't want to jump into like a multiplayer setting. You yeah, can play with us. I mean, okay. If that happens, but like we said before, we've played together online a grand total of zero times in all the years we've known each other. Zach and Kathleen and I play almost every night. Okay. Maybe I'll. And Marty's going to join we'll that see. group too. Probably just going to go to a bar. Yeah. It's time for Video Game 20 Questions. <gasps> all right! This week's suggestion comes from Knox Crichton. 
Which is, is he, a hell is of a name. Superhero? Yeah. Hell of a name. I think Sounds he's like a superhero. superhero. Yeah, that's like his secret identity. Knox Crichton, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys know how this works. My panel has 20 yes or no questions to guess Knox's mystery game. It's not that game, is it? I don't know, is it? I don't know. I don't even know what game that is. Is that God of War? Uh, was it, uh, did, did it uh, come out before January 1st, 2000? No. All right, so fairly recent. Um, Justin, you didn't ask your, your, your typical first question. Yeah, you can go ahead. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, is it associated with the uh, current console generation? No. Uh, no. Okay. Justin, what's your normal first question? Uh, I usually just ask a silly one. Your hair looks like a silly one right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I run my hands through my hair when I'm thinking. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, does your character wear a hat? What a dumb question. No. They, they never wear a hat. Not to my knowledge. It's not Watch Dogs, guys. All right. Oh, that was also this gen. Yeah. Is this game uh, first person? Yes. Uh, is this game associated with the previous console generation? No. Oh. Okay. So we're wait, wait. So no. we're talking so early. It's neither, it's neither the Xbox 360, Wii, and PS3 generation, nor is it current gen. So we're talking. Uh, what does that leave us? Xbox, Game, GameCube, PS2, GameCube. PS2, GameCube, Dreamcast. It could be a handheld if Damon's being tricksy. No, yeah, it's it first be. person. Very few handheld games are first person. Very few. So there are. Few. Uh, was this a uh, Console exclusive. Yes. Okay. No. Black. Ooh. Okay. It's, it's either Black or Halo. Black didn't come out after 2000, I would guess. Yeah, it did. Really? Yeah, it was a PS2 yeah. game. Yeah, or Halo. And Xbox. Yeah. All those games are after 2000? Yeah. Why don't we narrow down the, uh, console. Narrow down the console? Yeah. Was this an Xbox exclusive? No. Is this what? a PlayStation exclusive? No. Okay, so it's either the Dreamcast or the or the. Is this GameCube? a GameCube exclusive? No. <laughs> you guys are burning questions. What? So it's got to be Dreamcast, right? No, unless Damon's being a it's real... It's a console exclusive. I'm not being anything. Knox picked this game. It's a console exclusive from after 2000. Wait, maybe I misphrased my question. What? When I meant a console exclusive, I meant exclusive to a single console. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking, too. And uh, that's how I took your okay, question. Then, okay, so... Then it's either a Dreamcast game or... A handheld? X versus Sever on <laughs> GBA. Here we are. Could be that. Or uh, PSP. Oh, or PSP, that's what I no, said. No, no, PSP was associated with the I think first-person Dreamcast exclusive first-person sh Yeah, shit, there's, there's Blue Shift. That wasn't first-person, that was third-person. Yeah, it was third-person. <laughs> um, or no, Blue Stinger. Never this mind. is, this is working well. Is this, uh, does this, uh, is this primarily considered a single-player game? No. That's right. ten questions. Well, we don't know yeah, it's a shooter. We only know it's first person. First person. We made a big oh. leap there. Oh. Yeah. So ten, ten questions. What so it could be like Morrowind. Ten questions. What do we yeah, know? Yeah, except for it's not it's Morrowind, not but fact, something fact like that. Here. After two thousand. Yeah. You know it's a, an exclusive to the console on a console, and it's not an Xbox or PlayStation exclusive or, or Nintendo. Nintendo. You guys didn't ask if it's a Nintendo. We did. Exclusive. We just tested that. I went. Through, we went through all three. Yeah, we went through. You all did three. not ask me if it's a yeah, Nintendo. Was it a GameCube exclusive? Yeah. Well, well you asked if it's a GameCube exclusive? Yeah. That's yeah. not the same question as, is it a Nintendo exclusive? Ah. What? Ah. What does that mean? <laughs> that means exactly that. It's not a GameCube exclusive. Ah. What year did Perfect Dark come out? Oh, God. It literally might have been 2000. Aha. Oh, that's a good thought. That's does right. this game star a woman named Joanna Dark? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, it came out in the year 2000. God, oh, yeah, it came out like summer That's 2000, right. like May 2000. Wow, yeah. nicely done, Damon. There were multiple uh, N64 games that came out in 2000, I think even 2001. I think Conquer came out in 2001. Yeah, yeah 2000 was like right. the last like legit year, and then 2001 was like the, the was death knell like, year. Yeah, yeah. Conquer was, and a couple other things. Was 2000 Majora's Mask, or was that 99? I think, I think that was 99. I think it was the end of 99, okay. November 99. Well, yeah. wow. Because Ocarina of Time was 98. Yeah, it only came out a year later. A year after? Yeah, well, that's yeah, why yeah, that's they why. did it. They, yeah. they came to him and said, hey, make us another Zelda game you can release in a year. That's why and that's why it's structured characters. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's why it only has four dungeons. 
That's why it's the most overrated Zelda game. That's why Justin doesn't know what he's talking it's about. It's a very interesting Zelda game that <laughs> I... It's so fun. We had the Banjo-Kazooie Bowler. I, 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 don't, I don't actually enjoy playing. It's, it's a really neat You don't idea. enjoy playing Majora's, Majora's Mask? Mask? No, it, I, timers, man. Timers. I know. It, it's, a, it's the antithesis of, hey, explore at your own pace and solve these puzzles and have, like really stand back and think about yeah. how this all fits together. And instead, it's just pressure. You know, that's it's not how life works, yo. It's like playing, coming for all of us. how video it, games work. It, it's like playing Fallout 1 without patching out the time limit. I You're know. just like, what is the point? What I'm am I doing you. here? I'm with you. That yeah. timer. Before we go real quick, one more email from Phil Hearn. Phil says, just wondering, does Justin actually get on with Jared Petty? As it sounds like he's always trying to shoot him down with oh. snide comments. Get on or get it on? That's he's, true. I was, a, I was a little mean to Jared. No, I, I'm a big guy. No. I enjoy Jared a lot. Just today, Justin was saying some very nice and complimentary things about me. What? I, how is every show Jared on, people think everyone hates Jared? Yeah. Well, this is actually something I'm sending all of these messages to try yeah. to garner something. <laughs> That's what's happening. No, no I, I think I think maybe it's... because it's, we tease Jared out of love. I, I'm a, I do the little lost puppy thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, no, J Justin... Justin I don't tease, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't say the things that I say. Yeah, the, there is... Here at IGN, the, the, the culture like of friendship is very... Like. We are a very teasing bunch. Uh, that, that is definitely uh, it's a it's a it's a slightly hard-edged warmth. Um, yeah. I think that's fair to say. I don't even pick up on a lot of teasing. Yeah, I miss a lot of it too. I call him Kirby. So, I, well, I kind of look I, like I Kirby. I think it's a term of endearment. Yeah, Kirby's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I I don't, and I and it's not just like I'm like oh shucks guys. No, it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. Phil says, love the show, by the way, and Jared rocks. Leave him alone. Aww. We need to get the hashtag, leave Jared alone. <laughs> I, do, I do very much appreciate you coming to my defense, but, but no, no kidding. They're all really, really nice to me and to one another. Yeah, for sure. We're all big fans. Jesse said it was funny. Jared's blinking in Morse code right now. <laughs> He's like, sick of the police. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've heard this come up a few times. Thanks, guys. But no, really, uh, these uh, I like these people. Aww. All right, that's all the scoops we have for this week. I think there's one more scoop before E3 week Whoa. is upon us. Goodness gracious. A single scoop in a waffle cone. Yeah, Ooh. delicious. Mm. Sounds great. You guys have that uh, Humphrey Slocum's uh, secret breakfast ice cream? Um, what is this? It is incredible. The, what? The bourbon cereal. It's bourbon with cornflakes in it. Oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the best. Where is this at? Humphrey Slocum is the oh, ice cream my. shop here in San Francisco. Let's go get some, Damon. We, we should, should go get some. But thank you, Justin. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Jared. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.